This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. We have so many things that are breaking in the world of wrestling today through all the various social media platforms and wrestling websites. We are your one-stop shop to get all the news on everything that is trending. Let's go ahead and let's jump right into it. Wrestling Inc. is reporting in this hour by Mark Middleton. WWE reporting on planning more stadium shows moving forward. Now, WWE is reportedly planning to run more stadium shows in 2023 and beyond. A new report from Matt Men, Andrew Zarian, notes that WWE has a goal to make more stadium shows the new norm. Now, the idea reportedly comes from WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan and his approach to running premium live events. In a quote, he said, The scalability of large stadiums is very beneficial when it comes to having live attendance over 15,000. The event doesn't have to be a sellout of 50,000 or more. But, you know, when you have to do bigger shows, sometimes you have to have bigger venues. So you could still do 20 to 35,000 in a show, often leading to much more higher revenue and higher levels of excitement for fans in the audience. 
Now, the 2022 WWE schedule will have eight live stadium shows. The Royal Rumble was held at the Dome at America Center in St. Louis. Elimination Chamber was held in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. WrestleMania 38 was held at the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Money in the Bank is scheduled for Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada on July the 2nd. And SummerSlam is scheduled for July 30th at the Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. The WWE UK Tour is scheduled to be starting on September 3rd. And that will be happening in the Principality Stadium in Cardiff. And will return to Saudi Arabia as well for another WWE TLC, which is scheduled to be somewhere between mid-September and early November. Now, WWE only had three stadium shows in 2021, but the schedule was impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, they've already had two stadium shows scheduled for 2023, which is WrestleMania 39, Night 1 and 2, which is set for April 1st and 2nd from SoFi Stadium in Hollywood. If you'd like to find out more about WWE's plans for more stadium shows, check out Mark Middleton, and his article is trending now at Wrestling Inc. The Iconics, now known as the Inspiration, announced they are stepping away from in-ring action. Matthew Carlin is writing in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. The Inspirations, Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay, announced earlier today that they are indefinitely stepping away from in-ring action. The news was shared by the tag team and Impact Wrestling as a joint statement between the two. In a quote, they said, We first want to thank Scott Demore and the entire Impact family. The Inspiration said in this statement, We had such an amazing experience working with the incredible Impact staff and roster. We will cherish these Impact memories for forever, and we are excited to start a new chapter in our lives and explore other opportunities that may come our way. Now, the inspiration made their Impact Wrestling debut at Bound for Glory pay-per-view last October. They defeated the K, the K's, Havoc and Rosemary that same night to win the Impact Tag Team titles. Now, the inspiration held the Impact titles until Sacrifice pay-per-view, which was last March, where they were dethroned by the influence, Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood. Their final appearance on Impact was during the Countdown to Rebellion pre-show pay-per-view, where they lost a tag team title rematch with the influence. Now, the inspiration did not appear on Impact TV tapings the following day. They have been a great part of Impact Knockout Division and roster, and they were also so much fun to work with, said Vice President Scott Demore in a joint statement released today. Cassie and Jesse are incredibly talented performers, and everyone at Impact wishes them all the success in their future. Now, prior to Impact Wrestling, the inspiration spent nearly seven years in WWE, where they worked as the Iconics. They won the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship at WrestleMania 35, and WWE later split the tag team up and then they were eventually released from the company last April. If you'd like to find out more about what is next with these two ladies, go ahead and check out the article trending right now on social media over at Wrestling Inc. by Matthew Carlins. All right, let's go into another big statement that is going to be happening. Eric Mutter is reporting at this hour that Hangman Adam Page is now officially off the show of AEW Dynamite tonight. A familiar face will be missing from AEW Dynamite tonight, and that will be the world champion Adam Hangman Page. Now, the AEW world champion announced on Twitter this morning that he will not be at the show. He has fallen ill with COVID-19. Hangman Page still implored fans to enjoy the show despite his absence. He said, and I quote, 
Dynamite is on tonight at 8 p.m. on TBS, but I will not be there because my face is full of COVID snot. I'm sorry, Paige tweeted, intentionally misspelling dynamite. Please enjoy the show regardless. Now, Hangman Page has not been scheduled for AE Dynamite prior to this morning, though it was expected that there would be a follow-up stare-down with he and CM Punk from last week's victory over Dustin Rhodes. Now, Punk himself will appear on AEW Dynamite tonight. He'll be doing commentary for the Owen Hart Cup qualifying match between FTR members Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. AEW Dynamite will also take place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In addition to Wheeler versus Harwood, the show will also fe feature Wardlow taking on Lance Archer. The undisputed elite of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and the Young Bucks will take on Brock Anderson, Dante Martin, Lee Johnson, and the Varsity Blondes. And Hikaru Shida will be going one-on-one -on -one with Serena Deeb in a Philadelphia street fight. If you're looking for more information on what's going to be happening tonight on AEW Dynamite, definitely check out AEWWrestling.com and they'll have all the details. All right, moving on with more news. Ricky Starks trolls top New Japan Pro Wrestler over Forbidden Door comments. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour. It appears AEW star Ricky Starks is having some fun with New Japan star Naito over social media. The FTW champion was inspired to do some after quotes from Naito uh, it, during his interview with Sports Illustrated came out regarding the upcoming AEW New Japan Forbidden Door show that's coming happening in June. In a quote, there is no wrestler I want to call out, Naito said uh, to Justin Barso. The reason is simple. Wrestlers in AEW will all gather and shout, I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle these people from New Japan. I want to fight everyone. Well, guess what? Now it's going to be happening. You don't have to wait very long. Today, Ricky Starks took to Twitter to troll former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. In a tweet, Starks all but copied his words verbatim, only making changes to claim that wrestlers wouldn't be looking to face him or anyone else, but they are going to be looking forward to facing Team Taz, who Starks is a key member of. If you'd like to find more information on the big pay-per-view that's going to be happening coming up this early summer, with the Forbidden Door, go ahead and follow Eric Mutter on Wrestling Inc. Let's go ahead and let's stay with AEW, but let's change directions. Tony Khan appears to be comparing AEW and WCW's relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Danny Wolfson Holm is writing in at this hour. AEW owner and president Tony Khan was on Sirius XM Busted Open Radio this morning during his Tony Time segment to preview tonight's Dynamite episode. Tonight's show will air from the center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with a number of matches that have already been announced, including the highly anticipated encounter between FTR's Dash Harwood and Cash Wheeler in the Owen Hart qualifying tournament. Now, Tony Khan talked about the high-stakes ladder match between Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky that will also take place with the TNT Championship on the line. Now, for the TNT title, a ladder match with Scorpio Sky trying to challenge Sammy Guevara. Tony Khan would say, a three-time champion and a former champion, Scorpio versus Sammy, and a lot on the line here. It's been a crazy situation between these guys, and I know that both men are looking to excel in this ladder match. We've seen Sammy hit new heights in ladder matches. Scorpio Sky, of course, the former face of the Revolution ladder match winner himself. So both have a lot of ladder match experience in AEW. Both men have held the TNT titles, and both men hate each other. 
If you'd like to go ahead and find out more what Tony Khan had to say during his Tony Time segment, you can go ahead and check out the article that's trending right now on Wrestling Inc. with Danny Wilsonholm. All right, let's go ahead and let's continue, but let's switch gears to WWE. Ronda Rousey reveals a unique bachelorette gift that she gave herself. Matthew Wilkinson is writing in at this hour. Ronda Rousey recently spoke with the Wives of Wrestling podcast about her bachelorette party. Now, while most people like to go and have a party and relax, that wasn't the case for Ronda Rousey. Instead, Ronda ended up asking if she could go and train with WWE in order to spend time with her friends. She said in a quote, well, it was Shayna that got me into WWE in general, Ronda said. Then she started training at the PC Center uh, when Marina moved out from there with Chris. So I guess it just kind of made sense. Then I approached him. I had a bachelor party coming up and I thought it would be really cool to hang out with all the girls, but everybody's in Florida doing wrestling. So I was like, why don't I come to Florida? We'll do some wrestling with you guys and then we can hang out and have some time all together. I think it was my agent Brad because I didn't have Triple H's number or anything. I was like, what do you think about WWE would have an issue with me having a bachelor party? Like while we're training over there. And then it just kind of happened. We went ahead and we had a great bachelorette party. Rhonda then went on to talk about her official meeting with Triple H initially when she came into WWE. She only wanted to work until November and then she wanted to start a family with her husband, Travis Brown. But WWE asked if she would stick around between WrestleMania and then things ended up becoming a little bit more organic from there. Rhonda would then go on to say, so my then agent Brad set up a meeting with Triple H and I, or as we would like to call it, Triple H. He said, you know what? I kind of like what you do right now. I really like what you're getting into. I think you'd be able to do very well and have some good matches on your own. I don't know how you would do on live shows, but you know what? We'll just take it as time comes. So, I ended up coming into WWE, and Ronda is very happy for that. If you'd like to read more about what Ronda Rousey had to say and more about her bachelor party, Matthew Wilkinson is writing in at this hour over at Wrestling Inc. All right, let's stick with WWE, and let's talk a little Bobby Lashley. Eric Mutter is reporting in at this hour that Bobby Lashley, well, he's going to be in a clip for an upcoming superhero film. Eric Mutter is reporting at this hour, 11 years after his last appearance in a film, Bobby Lashley is in a movie again, this time exploring his Lucha Libre roots. Now, the former WWE champion uh, will be seen in an action comedy called Green Ghost and the Masters of the Stone. Now, the film will also star actors Danny Trejo, best known as his lead role in films Machete and Machete Kills. Green Ghost and the Master of the Stone follows Charlie, Charlie Clark, a car salesman in Texas by day, and he works as a luchador known as the Green Ghost by night. If you'd like to read more about what the movie is going to be about and what Bobby's character is going to be doing, definitely go ahead and check out the article right now trending on social media and on Wrestling Inc. by Eric Mutter. Very happy to see people doing well outside of the ring. Wheeler Yuta is making news at this hour. Matthew Wilkinson is also reporting here. Wheeler Yuta on what Brian Danielson recently whispered to him when they were on AEW TV together. AEW's Wheeler Yuta recently spoke with Wrestling Inc.'s managing editor Nick Hausman on the Wrestling Inc. Daily podcast about being the pure champion. 
Now, the Blackpool Combat Club's star won the title at the Super Carter of Honor, and it's something that means a lot to him. That is because he worked in Ring of Honor, but during the pandemic, the era had no fans. He said in a quote, The Pure Championship means a whole lot to me for a whole lot of different reasons. One of them, I remember, as I was telling some stories before, I thought that wrestling was going to be dead. I thought I would never be able to wrestle again. Well, the first big call that I got was from Ring of Honor. It was to wrestle Jonathan Gresham, the first round of the Pure Tournament. So, I came up short in that one, but my tenure with Ring of Honor was not super long. They were not touring, so I never got to wrestle in front of Ring of Honor crowd. It was just all empty arena shows. So I was happy when I got to wrestle in Ring of Honor again at the Super Show. Something that always felt good coming from the empty shows that we had done before. Now, for him winning the Premier Championship was a chance for redemption, Yuta said. And he shared a story about Brian Danielson telling him about how the championship was and what it meant to him. In a quote, Yuta would say, to be able to walk into Supercard, wrestle Josh Woods for the Pure Championship, it felt like my chance for redemption when it came to Ring of Honor. To come out on top, to carry that torch really means a lot, he said. Before that tournament, the last person who held that championship was Brian Danielson, that retired the championship the first time. He also would go on to say, after that Moxley match, he takes the belts and he goes, this used to be mine, but it's now yours and this strap is going to be around you. That is what he said after we went off the air. It was almost as special for me as it was to win the title. If you'd like to go ahead and read more what Wheeler Yuta had to say about his interaction with Brian Danielson after winning the Pure Championship, go ahead and cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. as the story is trending. Tony Khan, once again, is in the news today. Eric Mutter is writing right now at Wrestling Inc. Tony Khan is going up to Canada though it's not to run away from a wrestling show. It's to go a little bit further. AEW owner and CEO is appearing as a speaker at the Collision Conference this June that's being held in Toronto, Canada. Now, the focus of Tony's talk will be on AEW and its success over the first three years. The professional wrestling industry has undergone many changes over the years, but how can new technology deliver the industry's most creative period since its heyday in the 80s? A statement regarding a Tony Khan's appearance read, All Elite Wrestling CEO, General Manager, and Head of Creative, Tony Khan explains how AEW is revolutionizing the way wrestling has. Now, the schedule lists for Khan's appearance to be 20 minutes long, starting at 10.30 a.m. and ending around 10.50. Khan joins the likes of journalist Ann Curry, MMA fighter Chris Cyborg, Dallas Mavericks guard Spencer Dinwiddie, and WWE CTO Rajon Mehta in speaking at the event. Now, to date, AEW has yet to do a show up in Canada, largely due to restrictions with COVID-19. Tony Khan had stated in the past that he hopes to run AEW shows in the Great White North when the promotion can be seen on TSN. That will be sometime later in 2022. So now, some have speculated that ADW may move their all-out event in September out of Chicago, where all-out took place again, due to the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door event that's going to take place in Chicago. With Wrestling Observer Dave Meltzer suggesting last week that Toronto would actually be an ideal spot for the pay-per-view. Now, it should be noted, however, there's been nothing to suggest that AEW is going to be running a show anytime soon in Canada, but Tony's appearance in the Great White North at Collision definitely 
we'll get some people talking. If you'd like to read more about what Tony Khan is doing in his appearance, go ahead and follow Eric Mutter and the article right now that is trending on social media. Robert Grunier is writing in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. Taz undergoes his first stem cell treatment. AEW took to social media earlier today to reveal that Taz, the commentator on AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage, is recovering from stem cell treatment on his knee. The human suplex machine notes that this is his first time trying stem cell treatments, but he's remaining optimistic about the process and his future treatments. Stem cell and PRP treatment is what's happening my banged knee up right now. I'm feeling really good about how the results will end up, Taz writes. Now, he was trained by Hall of Famer Johnny Rods, and Taz first debuted back in 1986 in pro wrestling. He made appearances for IWCCW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, and WCW, amongst other promotions, before he made his debut in ECW, which originally was known as Eastern Championship Wrestling in 1993. It then transcended and changed into ECW, which was for Extreme Championship Wrestling, a year later, and as they say, the rest is history. If you'd like to read more about Taz and his stem cell treatment and the comments that he has about the procedure, definitely go ahead and follow Robert Grunier right now on social media and the article that is trending now on Wrestling Inc. All right, let's kind of jump over here. We're going to go to E-Wrestling News. E-Wrestling News is reporting at this hour by Andrew Ravens. Chris Jericho's segment announced for tonight's AEW Dynamite. The Jericho Appreciation Society will be featured on tonight's AEW Dynamite. Now, Chris Jericho announced on Twitter that he and his group called out Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. And the two groups, well, they're going to be clashing again. Twitter would read from Chris Jericho, You want to insult the Jericho Appreciation Society and you have us barred from the building last week? All right, at Mad King 1981 at Santana underscore proud and at Ortiz underscore powerful. You better be at AEW Dynamite tomorrow night. We've got a few choice words for you. If you'd like to check out what the Jericho Appreciation Society has in store for not only Santana and Ortiz, but for Eddie Kingston as well, check out Dynamite, which will be airing 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TBS. All right, let's go ahead and let's continue as the news continues to roll in. Ryan Clark is reporting in at this hour that Wardlow reveals why he doesn't regret whatsoever turning on MJF at AEW Revolution. During a recent appearance on Buster's World podcast, AEW star Wardlow commented on turning on MJF at the Revolution pay-per-view and why he really doesn't regret it. Wardlow has some choice words kind of describing exactly what had happened. Wardlow would say, and I quote, no. I think I can actually relate with a lot of people in life, people that hold on to that toxic job or that place, and they wake up every morning and they know they're going to be miserable all day. They know their boss is going to yell at them and treat them like trash, but they keep going back every day. I know it's scary to take that step. There's a comfort level there. You have a steady job and a steady income, health insurance, whatever benefits also come along with that. It's scary to push away from that and take a different route and take a chance on something. I'm a big believer in taking a chance on yourself and taking some risks. You got to take that chance. If you're not 100% happy and thriving with what you're doing with your life, then you need to take a chance on your own. That's what I'm doing with as it refers to Max. I know he's trying to make my life hell. I'm sure we've barely scratched the surface. 
I know how this man operates. I don't regret doing any of it all. I don't care if he drives me insane. I know this is the right choice for me. Max calls himself the devil. He's not. I've been through much worse in life than Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I look forward and I also look the devil in their eyes and say, here I am. There is nothing Max can throw at me that will slow me down. If you'd like to see what more Wardlow is going to do in his feud with MJF, once again, check out AEW Dynamite. That'll be airing 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TBS. All right, want to talk a little gambling? Let's talk the betting odds. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour from E-Wrestling News, the opening betting odds for WWE WrestleMania Backlash. Now, WWE presents WrestleMania Backlash pay-per-view Sunday, May the 8th, 2022 in Providence, Rhode Island at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Ronda Rousey is being featured to win the SmackDown Women's title at this year's event, and they have all the breakdowns right now. Once again, Ronda Rousey is going to be going against Charlotte Flair in an I Quit match. Right now, Ronda is at negative 700, which is a one in seven chance. Charlotte Flair is at a plus 360. And then if we look at the Unified Tag Team Championship match, the Usas are at negative 500, while RK Bro is at positive 300. So it looks right now like the betting odds are on the Usos and the odds are on Ronda Rousey. Now for other matches, it looks like the betting odds are Cody Rhodes over Seth Rollins in their rematch and Edge over AJ Styles in their match. Almost is a favorite right now, a heavy favorite over Bobby Lashley. And Mad Cat Moss is once again a slight favorite over Happy Corbin. If you'd like to find out more about the odds of Backlash and you'd like to find out more information on the pay-per-view itself, cruise on over to eWrestling News and check out the article right now that is trending on social media by Andrew Ravens or check out WWE.com for all the latest. Let's go ahead and let's keep things going. Uh, a new match added to NWA Power Trip 2. So many things happening in the world of NWA, but Billy Corgan promises that his promotion is going to be exciting and unpredictable at times. Now, NWA has announced earlier on that they are setting the stages for NWA Power Trip 2. A match between Max the Impaler and Ella Envy will take place on Saturday at the Valor Hall in Oak Grove, Kentucky. Now, there's so many other matches that are going to be happening here. The NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship, Homicide, which is the champion, versus Colby Carino will be a featured match. Mike Knox will be taking on Harry Smith. Nick Aldis versus Brian Myers. Uh, Tom Latmere versus Rhett Titus. And the Miserably Faithful versus Magic Jake and Jax Dane. Go ahead and check out more of that as more matches are continuing to be added to this big event happening with the NWA. Speaking of other promotions, let's go ahead and let's talk a little Impact right now. Castillo is suffering an injury during an Impact Wrestling tapings. Brandon Ewing is writing it this hour for E-Wrestling News. According to a report from PWI Insider, Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion Tasha Steele suffered a close call during a recent Impact tapings. Now, during a tag team match featuring Savannah Evans, Rosemary Havoc, Steele landed wrong on a spot that she said was completely out of it. According to the source, Steele took a clothesline to the outside of the arena floor and then the bump was too high, landing hard and hitting her head. She said, I was totally out. Another cause for claims is that the injury, well, 
it could not have been avoided. Now, Steele tagged out when she finally came to, after she was thrown to the floor, where medical staff checked her out. Now, she was able to get back into the ring uh, with the help of the medical staff, where Evans finished the match. Steele later left the building on her own. If you'd like to find out more what's going on with her and how long she may be out with this injury, check out Brandon Ewing in his article right now, trending at eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens is also writing in at this hour. Jake the Snake Roberts talks about the length of his original AEW contract. Jake Roberts was a recent guest on Talk is Jericho podcast, where he spoke about being part of AEW as a manager of Lance Archer. Roberts originally made his AEW debut in 2020. Now, the Snake noted that he wants to be with AEW for a while. He also mentioned his original deal was only for a limited number of appearances. Roberts would go on to say in a quote, I'm so fortunate that I've gotten to work uh, at AEW. I've worked so hard to get sober, really hard, and it took several years to get there. But I'm clean now for 11 years, and AEW has been so kind to me. They've been so good to me, and it feels like I'm ready to live again. Hopefully, I'll be here for a little while, he stated. Originally, I came in for 10 days, or what they call 10 shots. That was the deal. Then they asked me to stay for a year, which I was surprised. I don't know about you, man, but I really, really value being here. If you'd like to hear more about what Jake Roberts has to say about his career in AEW and his future aspirations in AEW, please check out Andrew Raven's article right now that is trending on social media and at eWrestling News. All right, let's talk a little NXT 2.0. An article trending right now on social media, Tom is writing in, right now that WWE NXT 2.0 Wes Lee breaks silence about the release of Nash Carter. Now WWE NXT 2.0 superstar Wes Lee has made his first comment since the release of his MSK tag team partner Nash Carter. Now Carter was released after allegations of abuse from his wife Kimberly through WWE reported they did not see the claims as credible. Now the decision to release him came after Lee shared images of Carter impersonating a Nazi Germany leader, Adolf Hitler. Now, it's interesting to note in the video package of NXT 2.0, Lee spoke about the NXT tag team titles, which were vacated after Carter's release. If you'd like to see more about this and find out what the future direction is regarding Wesley, go ahead and check out the article Thomas Lawson is writing and is trending on E! Wrestling News at this hour. Let's go ahead and let's jump back over to AEW. Dustin Rhodes says AEW's women's division needs to be more like WWE. Well, that's what Dustin thinks. AEW star Dustin Rhodes has said that the company's women's division needs to be more like the WWE's women's division. In 2015, WWE shifted its focus in the women's division, allowing for longer matches and more prominent storylines. Now, speaking on Thunder Rose's vlog, Dustin discussed the two promotions by saying the following. You girls, there's a lot of you out there that do reach out to me and they want help and they want knowledge. But from day one, it started with Britt and B Priestley and they had a hell of a match. We started hiring more girls. I was diving in there with them and I started having some great training sessions well, because I wanted to. I wanted the women's division to get somewhere other than where it was. WWE has done a great job of that. I just want to see AEW do something similar. He would go on to say, It's not because I don't like the guys. I truly see the desire in our ladies here at AEW. 
and they want to take it to the next step. And that means a lot to me because I'd like to challenge them as well and get them to the place they need to be. I want to lead them. I want to show them. I want to help them call their shots because I love training with these girls. I love talking to them and mentoring them and listening to their problems. And sometimes even a hug if they're crying. It means a lot to me. Now, AEW currently has two female champions, AEW Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa and AEW's TBS Champion Jade Cargill. Once again, if you want to check out AEW Dynamite, you can check that out tonight starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TBS. All right, that's going to do it for all the headlines that are trending right now in social media and on the various wrestling websites. If you'd like to follow me, follow me at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D on social media. Once again, if you're enjoying the show headlines, let your friends know. Go ahead and tag them in a social media post. That's going to do it. We'll catch you tomorrow's episode of Headlines. The world of NLW Radio never stops. 